Season three of the Never Ending Glory College Football Cast Football Podcast is finally here, uh, guys. We've been texting each other for about two weeks, and we're pretty jacked up about this. Fortunately for all of you, Nick Schill here to stutter my way through hosting this. Done a little bit of fireball. Currently working on some whiskey. Um, for all of you new to the College Pod, we are sometimes uh, the R-rated pod series of the Never Ending Glory Podcast. We do have the same crew of scum as we did last year. <laughs> Joining us, we have Ohio State, Florida State, Michigan, Clemson, probably Oklahoma. Maybe next year when UCLA, Chip Kelly gets going, we got Sean Z with us again. Sean, what's up? I'm, I'm living the dream, celebrating my title from last year, uh, the elite title at that. Um, I know you'll, you'll reference that and how well I did and how awesome I was. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm in the Willie era now. Willie, roll them blunts up and let's get it rolling. Humble as always, Sean Z. Again, joining us from Tampa, we have uh, Ohio State and Military Academy fan, Farky. Uh, Farky, Farky's fave slowed down a little bit last year. I think you mixed in some dogs. Are we going to be close to a 50-50 split this year? Oh, I'd be remiss if I took it down to a 50-50, but I, I did have to pull the reins back there at the end. Um, received much, much, too much banner. Wow, that sounded like shit. Much banter from all of you guys for my crap picks with the Farkies fave. So I am going to pull back the reins. I do have to tell you, I am tickled to death to be on here tonight. I needed this. Needed it bad. Missed you guys. And for all... Uh, and what a surprise, you know, I, pulling up the rear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all 10 of you listeners that are upset that the uh, Big Bang Theory is ending after 12 seasons, we have somebody just as funny as Sheldon, Memphis Matt, is back with us. Yeah, Memphis, Matt. Uh, you know, Ohio State fan, Memphis fan, probably the only one that still believes in Paxton Lynch. What's up? Yeah, you know, I'm just happy to be back for another taint-tastic season of college football. And let's be honest, the only title Sean Z won last year was who took the most men at a truck stop off the road in Dallas hey last yo. year. So, um, you know, I'm just looking to get back in the swing of things, and it's going to be a good year. Clever. We, we, we are two minutes into recording, and I already had to pull the pill out to suffocate myself. So this we're off to a good yeah, start. Yeah, your right? mom should have been that, on the pill. Is that David Carradine style? <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's going to be a real relevant reference for listeners in this modern era. David Carradine. Good call, idiot. Hung himself in a closet, man. Thanks, man. They can Google it. All right, let's, let's get into this, guys. We got um first year we've done this where we're going to do a little preseason pod before we jump into week one which will be next week um you're welcome sean sean z we'll start with you see if you got any preseason takeaways i know coaching changes you already talked about the willie era has started there in florida state um what are you seeing to start the year down there Uh, it's big time they're 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 vibing they're playing music during practice they're having a good old time you know jimbo fisher and that busted ass weave is in texas counting his stacks dealing with those clowns and the friday night's lights crew meanwhile willie's just living it up he's got local rappers he's got everybody in on it and uh he's recruiting like crazy he's getting players he's gonna put these kids in space look out and I'm telling you, this I already bet the over. I went to South Point maybe a month and a half ago. I told you guys I was on Michigan over. I told you guys I was going to Florida State over. I'm, I'm already loaded up on those tickets in hand at odds that are a hell of a lot better than they are now, which just goes to prove the public loves tailing me, the big-time winner. The Monday Night Man's the brother, but I tailed that Mayfield bet too. And the reason why I'm a winner, guys, is simple. I don't need the money. So I just keep making the money. That's what it comes down to. I, that's why I'm a great craps player, roulette player, and an elite level handicapper. It's because I don't need to do this. It's just I, I ooze winners. And incredibly humble. I mean, wow. Jesus Christ. The worst thing that could have happened to this pod is him winning our pick series. So explain to the listeners again what I went last year. The, the units and just the sheer brilliance of my picks for the amount of picks that were made. All right, for you guys new to the pod, we probably picked probably 12 to 15 games a, 
a week, which we never suggest you have that many bets. Um, well, Tweety Dimes says too. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Sean Z1, he went 127, 114, and 2. Um, to Memphis Matt was five games back. I was nine games back, and Farky was 11 games back. But most importantly, uh, we introduced last year the uh, pod bets thing where it was some of our consensus, but a lot, you know, we discussed a lot at the end of the pods what we liked. We bet 58 games last year. We went 34, 20, and 4 for 11.3 units, which is about a 17% uh, return on investment, which is pretty impressive. And then we went 8-3 um, and three in the bowl season. So You're we welcome. did that again this year. You're Hopefully welcome. we're uh, that successful. So um, any other preseason coaching takeaways? Uh, Farky, you see anything, Ohio State or anything you want to discuss the, uh, you're seeing here in the, in the preseason? Oh, I'd, I'd say Scott Frost is in a pretty good position. We hit on some of these kind of as a group before we got on here. Um, Chip Kelly could be hurting. I'm not going to get into the dissertation on the uh, Urban Meyer situation, but uh, he'll, the, the Buckeyes will be just fine uh, with him missing time for three games. Uh, I'm more excited about when we get into our candidates for this year's He Gone series. So we'll get into that. Memphis, Matt, anything preseason-wise or coaching changes you want to touch on before we uh, start getting into who we like in uh, each conference here? No, I just I can't wait to see when we get to Eddie O and he starts losing games and starts talking about jambalaya and wrestling gators. That dude sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, hey, guys, make, dynamite, make sure you follow Dynamite, us. drop it. Wow. Hey, if, uh, you need to follow us at NEGPODCFB. Um, make sure you also follow the guys. I know Sean Z and uh, uh, Farky, a bunch of other guys. They do a great job with fantasy football and their NFL picks. We are really expanding the content this year. Uh, a lot more articles. Try to get something out daily, whether it's a podcast or whether it is a um, whether it's an article there on the website. So make sure to follow at Glory Podcast uh, to make sure to follow that. Uh, let, let, let's get right into the conferences, guys. Um, probably the biggest one here in our area. Area we're gonna. Jump into the Big Ten. Um, conference champion, we'll kind of discuss that. And if you guys want to mention anybody you're kind of down on, up on, uh, make sure to touch on that at this point. Farky, we'll start with you with the Big Ten. Um, probably no surprise here. You, you like Ohio State to win it? I do like Ohio State to win it. Big Ten is is strong this year. Uh, they get a little bit of a knock from the SEC every year. Everybody wants to, wants to you know, blow the SEC, which is, I guess, well-deserved from years past. But it, it's – it's a new season for the Big Ten. They have five teams in the top 15. I know we don't put a lot of stock in preseason rankings, but um, between those five teams, it should be pretty exciting. Michigan's back. Michigan's going to be a, a hell of an opponent for the Big Ten this year. They've got a pretty rough schedule. Uh, I think Ohio State uh, kind of cruises through their schedule a little bit. Uh, they do play Penn State. You, you mentioned who am I down on. I, I don't like Penn State as much as some people do. Um uh, they got they haven't sorely back, but uh, Michigan's just been recruiting like crazy. The Buckeyes might have the best class, most talented roster that they've had with Urban Meyer, and I think we we're all excited about the fact that JT Barrett is finally out of there. We don't have to get stuck with Urban Meyer's bullshit of forgetting about the run game, <laughs> and we can move on to bigger and better things like throwing the ball, having an athletic quarterback that we don't have to worry about getting dinged up. Um, the Buckeyes are going to be just fine. Fuck Iowa. Memphis, Matt, who you like in the Big Ten this year? Yeah, I agree with Farkey, and obviously I agree with uh, fuck Iowa. I hate corn. Um, I think Ohio State is going to be fine. They'll bounce back. I, the TCU game, you know, a few years ago would have concerned me a little bit, especially with Urban not uh, coaching it. I don't really think it's going to be too much of a problem in Dallas this year. Oregon State's a joke. Um, they'll be okay those three games he's out. Um, your pick to win the Big Ten, I'll let you get to it, is an absolute fraud. The program's a fraud. They are every year. Um, I think OSU wins the Big Ten and locks in a spot in the playoff this year. Uh, kick it over to Sean. They weren't a fraud last year in the bowl game because we nailed them against no. an overrated Miami team. So I do want to give that caveat. But, what, but Wisconsin with expectations is literally, you know, this fantastic bottle of wine you open up and it tastes like tastes like Boone's Farm like boot liquor or something. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is Ohio State's the best team talent-wise. The one team that can trip them up will be the last game of the regular season, um, at least in my opinion. We'll get to them later on. 
Um, so I'm pretty short and sweet here with Ohio State. One thing I will add, Nader, and I think I touched on this last year, the one of us four that likes corn, particularly like a corn casserole, casserole is Shill. He likes it. And, you know, his Big Ten pick is as followed. You know what? I don't typically eat things that they still uh, serve up in lunchroom cafeterias at high schools. They serve corn casserole there. Corn casserole is horrible. It's poor. It actually, it's not even. Well, well if you guys weren't aware, uh, I'm taking Wisconsin this year to win the Big Ten. Um, I want to touch on something Farky said. A lot of people are raving about Joe Moorhead going down to uh, Mississippi State, I believe. We will see what Penn State's offense looks like without Barkley and without a very, very trusted uh, offensive coordinator. But to get in the Wisconsin pick, guys, I, I think the Big Ten East is probably the best division in all of college football, I you know, top to bottom, especially with the top four. So I wanted to go away from that as those teams kind of beat up on each other, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Mississippi, or, uh, Michigan State. My thing was Wisconsin, everybody's back. Other than uh, Fumagalli, which I think they can replace there. So they have their entire offensive line. Jonathan Taylor is definitely going to go to New York City. Um, their front seven is very good. Their only question is really in the secondary. Um, you know, their schedule is a little tough. They're at Iowa, at Michigan, at Penn State. But even a one, even a, maybe a two-loss team gets in the Big Ten championship game and then kind of just go from there. So I kind of wanted to go away from you homers there, and I'm going to take Wisconsin to win the Big Ten. Any rebuttals there? You're entitled to it. Uh, we'll pick it that later. Listen, in, in in response to Wisconsin, you guys hated on them for probably the last half of the season last year. I defended them a little bit. They're not nearly as bad as you guys make them out to be. Boring They give people fits. They, they're boring as shit, but they give people fits. And if they happen to get in, the only team that can go against that Clemson defensive line might be the uh, might be the Wisconsin. Oh, I'm gonna get to a Clemson. I'm gonna get to a Clemson take. Let let the Naders, you know, spout off his knowledge on the ACC. Fire away, Memphis, Matt. Now you know you can go ahead. I mean, my take is my take. My take is clear with Clemson. I'm I'm gonna pick them for right now. But history has shown when when all these kids come back. There's a tendency to chase numbers, and when you chase numbers, you lose assignments, particularly on the defensive front. And I saw it the second year when they came back with at Florida State when they had tons of talent that came back, Mario Edwards and, and the rest of the clan uh, with Winston's junior redshirt sophomore year. Um, they underachieved the entire year. Clemson has a little bit of that. The one caveat with Clemson is they have an absolute – beast waiting in trevor lawrence this this true freshman quarterback like monster like i can't think of a a more impactful potential freshman qb uh that could swing the tide of their season if he comes in and maybe wins a game or uh something happens with bryant or bryant gets benched if they have a tough performance he's he's the one thing keeping me taking clemson but buyer beware on Clemson this year. I just sneaky feeling that Dabo's going to pull a pull his uh, usual kind of blow one game and then you know find a way to either squeak one out or run into more trouble. So who's winning that conference if they're not Florida State? Uh, you can look at NC State, Florida State, Miami because they're in the other side um, and they they have just an absolute cakewalk schedule. Um, the problem is they lose one or two games in the East or on the I think it's the Atlantic, then the, you know then the Coastal they don't get to make the title game. They go to Florida State and the NC State game is going to be a problem for them. Those are two games to watch with Clemson. Who who are the who are the two teams that can score enough points on that defense in that conference to win that conference? Both those teams, Finley at quarterback and and Florida State if Francois is back healthy. What about when Florida the turnout? Florida State should have beat them the last three years. Check the game. Check the tower log. Check the tower logs for Christ's yeah. sake. Hey, why, don't you check, why don't you check your prediction from last year on their game? Well, I didn't know. what That game was close last year. Like, it was close. I know it was. It sucked. And you said they were going to get blown out. I know. And that just goes to show you that I, that I, I look at things equally and fairly. Sean, what happens when Miami brings out the turnover chain? 
Oh my god, that's back. You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, shit. it's back for sure. I saw a picture of it the other day. I think they added some more bling to it. Wonder if they'll give it to uh, Malik Rozier when he throws his 19th interception by week five. We're, we're recording here on Thursday night. It was supposed to be announced today whether uh, Dabo was going to go with uh, Lawrence there. Um, I didn't see anything. No, he's going Did with you guys Bryant. See that? He, he's going with Bryant. Lawrence going to play. He, he's been too good from everything that I've heard. He's a monster. All right. Um, Memphis, Matt, you got Clemson as well. Why you like them? Yeah, I, it's more of a fade of the rest of the league, right? Um, I don't think Miami's any good. We we kind of – we dogged them all year last year. We said they were crap. We faded them every time and won all of our listeners a bunch of money. Um, and then, you know, you're dealing with um, kind of – Virginia Tech, who, you know, I know some people are actually picking um, the under for them this year. You've got uh, Florida State with Willie, but that's kind of new. Um, and I know they're they're hitting the boombox and speakers in the locker room, but it's going to take them a little bit of time to get some, you know, air under their wings. So I don't see really any way else you go other than Clemson. Um, I still I can't stand Dabo, but he, the dude can coach. So I don't know how you go anywhere else. Farky, you on Clemson as well this year? I'm on Clemson as well. Um, I just don't see it. I'm not nearly as down on Virginia Tech as I, th- I think a couple of you guys are. You know how many people are suspended or kicked off that team? Two starters. Two starters. They, they lost played, the kid you played to the supplemental starters. They, they, lost, they lost the kid to the supplemental draft. The quarterback hadn't practiced up for the, like, the last three, three or four days. They finally made him back to eligible dumpster fire at Botech. They have literally like two defensive starters coming back. Don't sleep on Wake Forest. I, I agree with that. And then you got All Dino right, let's get up out. in Syracuse. Dino. Well, that quarterback can't stay healthy, so Syracuse will be done pretty darn early. Let's get in the uh, SEC. He's also, by the way, Dino's on the hot seat this year. Hot take right here. Hot seat, Dino. All right, we'll get we'll get into our first. Uh... It's um, the pick here. Like it's it's ab- it's purely as easy as it gets. It's Bama until proven otherwise. They didn't even win the conference last year, but you just always have to take them preseason. Um, I think Auburn's super dangerous. And Georgia, they got three teams that can compete for titles this year. And those are the three, but I just, out of process elimination of just how many five stars they have, you just have to take Bama. I'm with Bama as well. That uh, schedule is an absolute joke. Um, They get Auburn at home, Mississippi State at home. Um, Their toughest road game might be LSU, but uh, we'll get into Eddie O here in a little bit. Maybe... Gosh, I mean, the schedule is just absolutely cakewalk. They're, they've got to be easily the, the best favorite team to go undefeated. Farky, who you like in the SEC? Alabama. Easily Alabama. Uh, they'll be on Farky's phase a lot this year, uh, probably every week. But I, a sneaky team I like this year is South Carolina. Uh, they're going to have their hands full with Georgia, but that East is is easily the easier division. Um, we'll see what old Will can do over there. It could be his first statement win this year at South Carolina. George is loaded, and I'm surprised Sean isn't already giving me shit for talking about that game. But um, if there's a team that comes up and, and gets a big win in that conference this year against either Alabama or Georgia, I'm going to take South Carolina against Georgia at home. Bama and Georgia play in the regular season because of how the cross matches work this year. So that just already lines out for an absolutely fantastic season ahead. Memphis, Matt, you like uh, Alabama as well? Yeah, I love Bama. You've got to have – I mean, we're talking about big-time mayo and bologna sandwiches and taking nude pictures of your cousins here. These Bama fans are going to be excited. They're going to roll. Um, you can't go against them. Uh, give me Bama. Can they actually read? So, like, do the preseason rank – well, they just see numbers. It's like they pictures. see numbers. They, yeah, pictures and numbers. So, I guess they, they get the benefit of it out there at least. I'm surprised you weren't more concerned about them taking nude snaps of their cousins. I mean, that's a foregone conclusion. That's pretty gross, man. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> Second cousins are okay. 
All right, let's get into probably the worst conference of the uh, Power Five here. Uh, um, Pac-12, I'll start here. I believe we're all going to be on the Washington. Washington's probably the only team in the Pac-12 that plays uh, any kind of defense with their very good secondary coming back. I'm. We'll get into this a little bit. I'm really down on the stand for this year. I think Chip Kelly's got some rebuilding to do. Um, we all hate Clay Helton, so, I mean, I think that we're in agreement there, so... A lot of teams that you really expected to be good. Oregon, a lot of question marks. Who knows if Herbert can stay healthy? Uh, they're a totally different team when he's not on the field. So I think it's Washington, and if they get by Auburn, they might run the table this year. Farky, who you like in the uh, Pac-12? Kind of another no-brainer. I like Washington again this year. Uh, Big-time quarterback. What, he's senior this year, right, Browning? Redshirt fourth year, maybe. Richard, man, seems like he's been there forever like some of those other guys. I, I, you, you could about. be right. I, I don't know. Yeah, he's a senior. So I, having senior leadership like that, it just gives it a whole different dynamic. But you know what? Keep an eye on Ole Oregon. We destroyed them last year. Destroyed. But old Mario Cristobal might give that program something to believe in this year. So keep an eye on Oregon. I don't know. I, I, I really just don't believe it. They lost a lot of uh, skill positions there, especially Royce Freeman. So that's the only reason I'm a little down on Oregon this year. Uh, Memphis, Matt, who you like in the uh, Pac-12 here? Yeah, I like Washington. I'm going to get to them a little bit later um, on one of our picks here. I like Washington, but, you know, they do start with Auburn. And then if you look at their schedule, they've got a couple of tough games. They have to play. They're playing a night game at Utah. I know some of you guys are kind of high on Utah for as a sleeper um, this year. They're going to be playing at Oregon. You know that's probably going to be at nighttime as well. Um, and I just you know, and Oregon gets pretty loud, pretty hostile environment. I think um, I, I think Washington's the clear favorite in the division. Uh, I just don't know about um, you know where they're going to take that to if they're going to take that to the playoff or not. But I don't see any way you go anywhere else other than Washington. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, it's tough. The the team that I like, and I'll just jump ahead to my my sleeper. It's it it is Utah because of that game. The problem I have with Utah is the rest of their schedule. I just don't see them being able to get through without two losses in in the Pac-12. So then Washington has one, and and they're going to kind of bump into the conference championship and and win it. Uh, so I do see a loss for them, um, and I'm interested to hear Nader's take on, on kind of some of his or some of the angles he's got coming there. So um, I like the Huskies, uh, but I don't like them in the Final Four, which I know we'll get to. Let's just keep going there. Uh, Sean mentioned his sleeper there. I'm kind of on the same area as you, going the other division there um, across Washington. I'm going to take Arizona this year. Huge Khalil Tate fan, but – Sean, I was kind of in the same area you were with Utah. I just think Arizona's schedule is so much easier. They get – I mean, their road games are at Wazoo, at UCLA, and at Oregon State are the conference games. So anybody that's meaningful in the Pac-12, they get at um, they get at home, including Oregon. They miss Stanford. They miss Washington and all those. So um, my sleeper team this year, I like Arizona. Farky? Didn't we just hit that? Or you want me to go sleep or South Carolina? Kind of hit it with the SEC. That's uh, true. Yeah. yeah. I'll just I'll just kind of rebuttal it. Their, their toughest crossover game is going to be Texas A&M. Sean, you, you like Texas A&M this year with, with uh, your old boy, don't you? I like the spot for Jimbo, on, you know, kind of to overachieve. Um, but I haven't looked enough at their roster and some of the things I'm hearing from this kid at camp and stuff are a little bit concerning. But if he is trying to toughen them up, I, I, it's an interesting angle. I just don't know how well it's going to work. So I need to so, kind of read up on them for next week. So I guess to answer the question, with Sleeper, it can't be something that's obvious. But uh, with South Carolina, they, they're going to have their hands full trying to beat Georgia. But uh, with the toughest crossover game being A&M, um, new coach, not his roster, I think you know if they could pull off a miracle and beat Georgia, it would really surprise some people. Memphis, Matt, your uh, Sleeper pick this year? Yeah, my sleeper pick is Kansas State. Um, mostly, um, you know, they just Absolutely signed. Absolutely fascinating because of how much he hates old people. <laughs> hey, they just signed that son of a bitch up through through twenty twenty, man. They're gonna be yeah. wheeling. They're gonna be wheeling his dead ass off that field. They meant that when they're burying that old crypt keeper. I mean, listen. We'll see. 
Go ahead. Wasn't the rumor last year, though, didn't you say that the, the team had prematurely all donated or pitched in to buy him a, uh, a what's one of those motorized vehicles to get him off the field to ride off into the sunset? You guys talked a little bit about that. So he, he said, no way, no thanks, keep it. No, He's I, sticking around. Huh? I, I think the team chipped in and bought him like a private uh, grave lot. They got him a nice little plot. <laughs> nice, nice little grave plot. Look, they are – I can't remember what their over-under is. Shield, do you have that by any chance? I know you probably have a good list. Of yeah, give, give me a second. Just keep talking. But, I mean, guys, their schedule is kind of a fraud. I mean, you know, they've got two automatic wins right off the bat, South Dakota and um, uh, University of Texas San Antonio. Those are two lock wins. They play Mississippi State. They do get them at home. Um I wouldn't expect that to go their way. But, you know, they play Baylor. I know Shell's blowing them, but I don't care. They get Texas at home. Um, you know, just they kind of – they've kind of got an easy route to maybe eight and a half, or eight wins, nine wins, which I think would definitely put them over And as a sleeper squad. And trust me, they can wheel that son of a bitch off in the sunset, give them a cane made of ivory. Over under six and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, if you like eight, so – since you endorsed it, I'm probably gonna take the under. But um, cool. Let's move. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, next segment, we're gonna go over. Our- well, no, I mean the one thing we do have to hit, and we hate this conference, the Big Twelve. We all have OU. Uh, you just God. have to take OU because the rest of the conference is a traveling circus and shit show. The only other team that anybody likes is Shill because again, we all know what he's pro, and he's pro Baylor and everything that that rinky dink program stands for. Cool. Well, the Michigan Wolverines, um, the public's, you know, like I said, they they trail winners. If they're, it is what it is now with the 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 vig because. You know, I've tweeted so much, and it's such a lock, and everybody's trying to kind of ride with me. So it's moved to what it did, but I outsmarted him. I got on it early at South Point, you know, where Brent Musburger does his show. And uh, I jumped on them in Florida State over. So I'm at the 8.5. I think I've got it at, I don't know, what did I say, 130. I got the ticket downstairs. I got the Florida State ticket downstairs. Those are just winners. I mean, basically just holding money. Um, so great job by me. Michigan's loaded talent-wise. Their defense is elite. They have big-time draftable players at each of the three levels of you know D-line, multiple at D-line, multiple at linebacker, and multiple in the secondary. So they can you know, even withstand some, some injury concerns and whatnot. And, um, and I think offensively with Shea Patterson, that was, that's been the, the final straw of it. That's what's going to allow them to take this next step. I think he's the big-time prospect they've been waiting for. And then, you know, what is it, Peoples-Jones. Uh, I think he's he's primed for a big-time sophomore season breakout. So I love the Wolverines this year. They're more talented than Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan State. And I love Farkey's point earlier about Penn State. I think McSorley tries to do too much in some of these big games. I think they have a fine season, but maybe 9-3. and three. And uh, the, the, the team that, that it comes down to is a little bit of Ohio State-Michigan, like the old days, um, deciding the Big Ten. My over team, this is not shtick, even though you guys think it is. I am taking Baylor over five and a half. Quick breakdown, ACU win, UTSA win, hosting Duke win, hosting Kansas win. There are guaranteed four wins, and they still get to host Oklahoma State, uh, TCU, and Kansas State. Let's tack on another one. Then they have to win one road game, and it's not a difficult path. Baylor wins seven games. Lock it up. Baylor over. They're the best. Farky, your team your team over. My team over is Houston. Taking the Cougars. Uh, I really, really like this. And Sean, you mentioned it even before this pod, is that man, you look at seven and a half and the way that conference is split. I mean the West or I'm sorry, the East carries UCF and USF. West carries Memphis and Navy. So the biggest crossover game for them is gonna be probably you Probably USF, I would say, towards the end of their schedule. I mean, they do they do play Arizona at home, but other than that, you're talking about you know Rice, Texas Southern, Tulsa stinks. Um, Navy will give people a little bit of fits, but 
man, not to be able to get eight games out of that schedule, I, I just don't see it. Memphis, Matt, your best team total over you like? Yep, I'm going with Iowa State. Dad, I want to go to Iowa. Uh, Iowa State over six and a half wins. Um, I like how their schedule plays out. First of all, they play South Dakota State. Those guys blow. Um, then they got a kind of a coin toss-up with Iowa. A uh, lot of corn there, but who gives a shit? Um, and then they play Akron in their first three out of their first four games. So, you know, potential of three out of their first four right off the bat. They don't really have much. They got Texas Tech, which is an automatic win at home. Kansas is an automatic win. So, the, you know, let's call that five. Then they've got Baylor. So, sorry, six automatic wins. Um, so, you know, really, they've just got to get one more out of these four or five tough games that they play. Um, they've probably got one. Of, they've got one of the better defenses in the Big 12. I like Matt Campbell, um, up-and-coming coach. So, give me Iowa State over six and a half. I'm going to compliment the rest of you three. I actually like all three of your overpicks, and I can't believe I'm saying that particularly about Shills, but I, I, it's it's obvious, you know, why we are what we are. We're one of the most elite podcasts in college football handicapping in the business, and it's because we picked three completely different ones through all different lenses, and I, I genuinely like all three, or all, all four. Obviously, I like mine, so all four overs. We're almost to your level. Man, we're awesome. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Under. Let's get to our best under. Let's get to our best under bet. Um, I got two here. I couldn't decide between which one I like the best. Um, I I like Stanford under eight and a half for a couple reasons. One, I think that defense is going to be the worst that they have been in years. And who knows about Bryce Love and his health? And we all know, even though I love uh, Costello, he's still meh. So um, if if Bryce Love can't stay healthy, that's going to go way under. Their schedule is brutal. They're at Washington, at Notre Dame, um, at Oregon. Still got USC. A lot of their cross matchups are, are really brutal. So I like the Stanford under. I'm also going to take the Nebraska under six and a half. Um, their schedule is somewhat difficult. And I really think of all the new coaches, Scott Frost has the most comfy chair. So if, if there's someone that really this year is going to like develop a program and go from there, I really think uh, – even though Nebraska will probably start out 3-0, I really think they're going to struggle in the Big Ten and uh, really try to look uh, for future seasons. Ferky, uh, who do you like for your under? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Coach Herm Edwards to this podcast, Arizona State. We are going to have just a joyous ride with this throughout the season. We prepped it last season. What a shit it's show. It's here and now. Thank goodness we have this coming in because after losing old Butchie, I know Sean Sean was a little upset about that because he said he was going to have to remit about the good old days when it was just automatic content. Well, guess Free what? money. You get you got a plug and play here with Coach Herm Edwards. They've got Michigan State loss, Washington loss, USC loss, Stanford <laughs> loss. I mean, name, 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 right down the schedule. Five and a half. No shot. I mean, maybe outside chance of five, but he's staring right down the barrel of three or four wins. It's going to be just an epic and joyous ride. Buckle up. Memphis, Matt, you're under team? Yeah. This is kind of a, a play on the number more than anything, not because I don't believe the team is good. I'm taking Washington under 10 and a half wins. Look, they play 12, they've got 12 games on the schedule and they open with Auburn. I know it's a neutral site, but let's be honest, it's basically an away game being played in Atlanta. They start off the season 0-1. That means they can, they they have to run the table, basically, to go over their win total. And, you know, I know the Pac-12 is not the uh, hardest uh, league there is, but, you know, they are playing at Utah, like I said, at night. They're going to be playing Oregon. Um, you know, they've got a couple other games that, you know, just could kind of sneak up on them. And it's always tough to run and win your division um, – uh, undefeated. I mean, we've seen even how Alabama struggles to do it, and I, obviously we're not comparing the SEC to the Pac-12, but it's just tough to do. Ohio State usually struggles with it year in and year out as well. Um, so really, it's just a play against the number most, uh, mostly for me, is I'm banking on them losing to Auburn week one, starting the season 0-1, and then if they can go 11-0 the rest of the way and beat me, then great, but I just don't see it. I think they'll end up with 10 wins, and that gets me under the under of 10.5, so I'll take it. Yeah, if you guys agree with Memphis Matt, shop around. Right now I have a 
plus money on under 10 or a very juiced uh, under 10 and a half. So shop around there. Um, I do like. Uh, so I alluded to them earlier, Vatek, they're eight and a half. Um, I, so much turnover, so many issues in the offseason, gun charges, suspensions of guys, just the, a totally toxic climate. It, it would be very surprising for, for me, when, especially when they open against Florida State <clears throat> and then have you know a couple. They got Miami and a couple of these other teams um, on that side. I, I just – I'm, I'm I'm betting on them to be an underachiever this year. I see seven wins, maybe get to eight, but I certainly don't see that that tick over getting them to nine. It, it would it would take something particularly special from Fluentes. Um, so I'm 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 going against the 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 Hokies there, and uh, and taking the under. Hey, is that Daisy Fluentes? No, but what was it? She did did she do Sandblast or what MTV show? Man, that she had some nice titties tell. back in the day. Oh, clever. <laughs> Final four. Let's get into it. Farky, we'll lead off with you. Who, 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 as of right now, who's your final four here to make the playoff? Very vanilla, boring. Bama, OSU, Clemson, Washington. Uh, out of those four teams, I guess I would. I guess I would go with the Buckeyes as maybe having the least chance. I think it's. I think they're all pretty even. I think they're all pretty locked in. Um, other than maybe a hiccup at Michigan. If Michigan's beaten Ohio State at the end of the season, then, then I'm going to suspect that they they made it through that uh, rough and tumble schedule at Penn State. Um, I think they're – who was it? At Michigan State, at Penn State, and they do play Wisconsin as well. So um, if there's an outside shot, somebody doesn't make it, I'm going to take the Buckeyes. Memphis, Matt, your final four. Yeah, I've got Bama, Clemson, Georgia, and OSU. It makes me ill to think that Bama and Georgia could be back in the playoff again. Um, you know, I, I would say out of all of these, I guess I'm, I kind of lean with Farkey towards OSU, but I'm also not crazy on this Georgia pick. Again, this is basically I'd like to put Washington in here, but I'm fading them on the 10 loss uh, on the 10 and a half. I don't think a 10 and 2 with all that great of a schedule that would get them in. So um, I'm kind of reserved to put somebody else in here, and so I've, I'm going with Georgia. So, so how are Bama – you have Bama winning the West? Yes. How are they going to play each other in the, in the SEC title and then both make it? Well, I mean, Bama didn't play in the title game last year, and they made it. Yeah, but they only have one loss. So, I mean, I guess when I saw this, I was kind of like, well, so he's going to have no Pac-12 and no Big 12. So you're going to say they've got both of those have to have multiple losses, right? Well, I mean, I think the the Big 12 is going to be more of anything of I just don't know if they've got the the I guess caliber of teams to even get Oklahoma in. Do you feel like that? So if they, you're saying if Oklahoma loses one game, you're not sure even then they can get in. I mean, I guess I, I don't I don't know. I mean, Oklahoma's my fourth in. So I don't I just I was curious when I saw Bama Georgia. It's almost like were well, you picking Auburn to beat Bama and Bama to kind of back in again or were you saying Bama was going to win the SEC title game and they were just going to Georgia was going to play them close or they'll be both undefeated in that game. If they're both undefeated, then I think it's a foregone conclusion. They, well, they can't be. They play each other in regular season. So the potential is a two loss one of them or they lost once, and they lost. They each lost once, is what you're probably saying. Yeah. Just say you didn't consider all those factors. Yeah, that's a lot of factors to consider, and I damn sure didn't okay. consider all of those. Did you know they played? Or, or, yeah. Or you can consider this, Sean. They don't play in the regular season, man. I'm almost. I, are you sure? I thought they played. Yes. I just pulled up both their schedules. Ooh. Man, that's bad. I could have swore they played. Snap. I thought that was who's Bama's cross match. Hold on, let me pull it back up. Man, Nader, you had you had an opening there, man. I know, you but did. the problem the, the problem was I looked it up. To, they don't. He's right. No, but I'm saying that could have been your. You could have put. Oh, I know. Shoved up Sean's ass stuck sideways. Stuck a sock in his mouth for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know that uh, 15 look, minutes. Looks like Tennessee and Missouri. Another reason why Bama's schedule is a joke. Well, they always play Tennessee. That's their rival. Georgia's is Auburn. Sweet. Good story. Okay, it's Missouri then. Alabama so Georgia, was Georgia, you know what it is? I, I, I don't know why I messed this up. 
Eddie O has to play George. It's LSU schedule that's absolutely brutal, and it's why he's going to get shit canned. LSU we'll has a cross match. LSU has to play the SEC West and Georgia and Florida. That's correct. They also play Miami. <laughs> yeah, Nader, you should have killed me on that. That was your opening. Well, this I is, have. I'm in preseason mode. I got well, a bad cold. You had all the opening, and you didn't take it. Well, you know what? Here we go. Bl- N- now he's sick. Yeah. Now he's yeah. sick. God. <laughs> he's been sick since Friday. Well, you know, when you're taking duty, dudes man. in back alleys, civic, you'll my tend civic to get duty. stuff like that. What are you What's saying? What's your final four, Sean? I said when you take dudes in back alleys, you tend to get I sick I mean, like that, that. we'll just move on. That's just inappropriate. Uh, Bama, Clemson, OU, Ohio State. I think OU has a loss. I think Ohio State has a loss, uh, but not to Michigan. And which I don't know where they're going to lose, but if they're going undefeated, I think it's a problem. Uh, Clemson, I'm a little uneasy with, um, and, and Bama's just Bama, so I'll just throw them in there. So I, I, it's fairly chalk with regards to those four teams. Washington and Michigan are my next two out with maybe Georgia hovering as well. Where I went um... – the Big Ten champs definitely getting in. The SEC champs definitely getting in. The ACC champs definitely getting in. I think the Big 12 and Pac-12 get left out just because one trip up there, they, they might not take a one loss and might respect the Sorry. Comes from the Big Ten or comes from the SEC. So I'm going to go Bama, Clemson. I'm going to have Georgia – be, be the wild card in Wisconsin, but I can easily see a uh, second Big Ten or second SEC team uh, getting in there. So let's get into our favorite favorite segment, coaches getting fired. Start off with you, Memphis Matt. Who's most likely to get, uh, to be the first coach that uh, we send that he gone to? Man, I got Cliff Kingsbury. Doesn't he have – what's their over-under? Isn't it like three and a half games for crazy – no, sorry, it's six. I can picture them winning three games. That's what I was thinking earlier. They suck. And here's the thing, man. He needs to start locking kids up in sheds like old Leach did. And it's not, it's just not working out for old Cliff. Um, he's going to be my first he gone candidate. Trying to pull up an under, over under here. Uh, Texas Tech is six and a half. Uh, the one thing he's got going for him, he's got a lot of his defense back. And in the Big 12, that's kind of huge because nobody plays defense. Uh, Sean, who's your first he gone candidate? Uh, their quarterback suspended for what four or five games because he sold his Jordans. Uh, Larry Fedora is gone. I just think it's a matter of time. He's popping off preseason, talking about some nonsense about concussions and CTE and all that crap. He's just a straight idiot. Uh, Larry's just talking to talk. They're gonna take his visor and you know throw him out on the street where he belongs. Larry's gone. Hey, shouldn't he be wearing a fedora? He ain't sweet enough to wear a fedora. Only Joe Arch can pull that off. Allegedly. <laughs> Farky and I agree. We both got Eddie O gone. A uh, little bit of odds. If you do like Sean's pick there with Fedora, he is 15 to 1 to be the first coach gone. Farky and I like Eddie O. If, I would is, preface um, this the first meaningful coach. Kansas coach is getting shit canned. Uh, some of these other guys are probably going to get canned, but like Lovey Smith, who cares? It's Illinois. The program's garbage. It's crap. Simeon Rice went there 30 years ago. It's the last meaningful person they had. Their other meaningful alum is Jeff George. He blows. So no one cares. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave Farky some room here. We already talked about LSU's schedule. Um, just saw something come out where LSU is actually inviting walk-on quarterbacks because they only have two. So if that doesn't tell you where that program is, even though they do have two quarterbacks and we'll never need a third string. The fact that you're a big SEC school and you're asking for walk-on quarterbacks tells me all I need to know. Eddie O's the first to go. Farky? Yeah, Joe, Burrow's, like Eddie better, Joe Burrow's better be slinging that bitch all over the field. Is he starting? Supposed to. Uh, they have not announced yet. Uh, okay. I'm connected to an LSU guy down there. He told me he's he's the guy. Okay. Wait. Well, a guy who's has very little game time experience. I'm not going to take anything away from old Joe, but here I was a little more specific with mine. I I put down 929. That's that's the day that he's going to get shit. <laughs> so they're they're going to, they're they're going to open the season and with a loss at home to Miami, they're going to have, then you know get a blah win against Southeastern Louisiana, lose on the road to Auburn, play play Louisiana Tech, and then they're going to be what two and three. 
on the 29th when they lose at home to Mississippi. So the fact it's at home against Mississippi, loss, done. Man, that's a tough oh, loss. Mississippi you know sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But just in case that doesn't put the icing on it, he is gone the following week when they lose to Florida. Rivalry game. Show. All right, we're um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're through this. Make sure you guys follow us at NEG Pod CFB. Like I said, our our pod picks went thirty four twenty and four last year uh, for plus eleven units. We are going to next week start getting into the picks. We'll probably have three, four, five pod picks. Uh, week one's always fun because they get to spread the games out without any NFL. So you'll see a lot of Thursday, Friday. They even go Sunday night and Monday night. So. Um, you guys got anything else to wrap it up? Farky, I know you wanted to mention um, a little project you're working on with our uh, Never Ending Glory podcast producer, Jerry Burrs. Yeah, just uh, wanted to put something kind of nice together to, to recap last season. So it took some time. We did 10 pods last year. Um, had some, some really interesting content. So I thought it'd be nice to do a little uh, pod year in review. So audio clipped uh, the best of the best together. I would say you're going to get a heavy, heavy dose of old Memphis Matt and Sean Z within that clip. Um, it's worth it. It's worth taking the, the 45 minutes or so to listen through those hot take after scorching hot take. Uh, if you have the young kids around, cover up the ears. Uh, it is not edited. Uh, we are rated R, but uh, had a fun, fun season last year. So it is the first time we did anything like this for a preview. Um, thought we'd send it off right as we enter the beginning of this season next week and uh, you know have a little bit of enjoyment just kind of get a little teary eyed on how fun last year was and then get into next se- this season here next week NSFW <laughs> Memphis Matt Sean anything to conclude the pod here I'm just ashamed that I thought Bama and Georgia played that's just a, a D minus performance for me I should get a metal coat hanger for not knowing that they didn't play each other. Yes, you should. Especially as I'm dogging you, and you just tolerate it like a little bitch. <laughs> and for, for anyone who is who's smart enough to tune in for the first time to follow us this season by listening to this pod, uh, you'll understand what the heavy dose of coat hanger means once you listen here to this season in review. Oh, that's going to be cringeworthy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mature. All right, that's all we got, guys. We, uh, let's record next week. We'll get the week one picks going and uh, get the season our way. It's exciting that college football is back. Again, make sure you follow us at NEGPodCFB. I'll be um, retweeting a lot of the other guys as well, the uh, three of you here here. And make sure to follow the guys at Glory Podcast. Um, until then, we will be ready for week one here, and then we'll get after that. Next week it is. Get your money ready.